Footy, food and friends. Josh Squared. Footy, food and friends. Josh Squared. Do fans squeeze ya? Josh Squared. Yeah. Radio Squares, thanks for tuning in once again. We're still in isolation, but we're finding ways to keep putting stuff out. Um, we're joined by another saint, current player this time around, one of Duffy's good mates from Gippy Power, back when Duffy was uh, a prospect. Uh, I, would hardly, I would hardly call that, mate. I was like clinging on to dear life in that system. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, yeah, good mates with the skunk. And look, it was a great, great, great chat that we have. Um, yeah, coming up for you guys. But but beforehand, um, Doof, Gage Rhodes, are we are we gonna are they gonna get us on board or what? Oh well, um, seriously, we do get inundated with people drinking. Like first, it started off with our mates. We like give this a go. It's actually not. It's a great beer. And now we're just every weekend we're getting five, five, six, seven, eight posts of new people getting on the fins and. They actually messaged us and we told them that we were responsible for the spike in um, sales in Bendigo. And they actually said, yeah, we did notice that. Are you responsible for that? Well done. So we are in talks with them and we're desperate to get them on board. But I reckon we've nearly got them. We've been trying since the start of the podcast, the very first <laughs> podcast. And I reckon we've nearly got them. Uh, yeah, I remember drinking it. It was West Coast Tigers 20, uh, 2018 at, at the Cray Pot over in Perth. And basically, Gage Rose, they have the rights to the stadium. So, like, you can't get Carlton Draft and stuff like that there. So, you go up and it's, like, their, their tap beer is single fin. And I, just, I was drinking it and uh, Jack Dallin kicked six and we pumped the Tigers by 10 goals. And it was just one of the best days of my life. And, and I would have had about 12 of these single fins. And, and then I moved over. Oh, not sorry, I didn't move over. I came back over, back home. And couldn't find them anywhere. And I could only find, like, a one slab down deep in first choice. And I just started drinking them. But... Yeah, like you say, we, we started the podcast and I remember I was quite passionate about sort of saying to you, I'm like, I really want to pump this WA beer up. And, yeah. But we're, we're, working, we're working the public over, Dolph, I think. Uh, and I think everyone would agree. It's not like we're trying to force a, a dirty beer on you. It's, it is. Yeah. Oh, it it's is actually, gorgeous. It is actually unreal. It is a good drop. And you're right, there's more bottleos now that actually are, start, are starting to um, have them. And yeah, they're, they're a good drop. And I reckon we're nearly going to get Gage Rhodes over the line. We haven't actually decided what we actually want from them. And considering you've just, told, <laughs> you've just told me that they own the rights to one of the biggest stadiums that holds sporting events and we want them to, put, we want them to sponsor our <laughs> podcast in Bendigo about yeah. 20 million thousand miles away. I just... I, I, I think... I, I can understand I think why... I'd be I, happy with... Yeah. I think, I, I think we'd be happy with a couple T-shirts and maybe a lifetime supply single fin. That's all we're asking. <laughs> oh. 20 grand, like just 20k. But anyway, yeah, obviously, yeah, we've been, we've, got a, we've been working very hard on getting, so we're trying to get new content to you guys and especially trying to source something different to go into the AFL play. So if you do have anyone you think that we could maybe have a chat to, we've got two more um, superstars lined up to come on the show at some stage. But if you do think you have someone that would um, want to jump on or someone that would like to do it or just for you guys, really, let us know because um, we absolutely love doing it and it is, it's good fun and it's good listening. Oh, it's great fun. I, I had an absolute ball with this one, Duff. Um, before, we, before we let the, the squares get into it, uh, the temperature's dropping out there. The scone's getting awfully cold. Um, don't you worry, squares. We have an order of about 60 beanies coming in. They are super hot, super sexy. Um, if you want one, Get in contact with us. They're going to be thirty dollars, or a little bit more expensive to make, um, but the quality, mate, you can't go wrong. Um, so stay tuned for that. They'll, they'll, they'll probably be here within the next week. So we're excited about that, aren't we, Duff? We are very excited. Yeah, the hats were an absolute hit. So we got rid of, I think it's about one hundred and fifty of them in the end, and um, I've still got a few at home because it's been obviously difficult to deliver them. So if you are still waiting on a hat, I've still got it, pristine condition, ready to go. But, I've um, been worn yeah. three times. Yeah, I do. I've just been wearing them. Sandra, <laughs> I've been wearing Brawley Parker's mum. Sandra Parker's one, the pink one around. So sorry, Sandra. <laughs> but um, yeah, the beanies will be unreal. They're good quality. We don't skin out on that. So if you do want one, hit us up. We'll we'll release them when we um 
when they come and it'll just be the same sort of setup. We'll just give you some bank details and yeah, but um, hopefully you'll like them. Yeah. Uh, once again, Squares, thanks for all your support. Um, you know, if you listen to us for the first time, give us a chuck, uh, chuck us a follow on Instagram, uh, a like on Facebook. We post plenty of quality content, particularly on Instagram. Um, it's the people show. We love it. We hope you love it as much as we do. And um, keep supporting our local businesses as well, because uh, especially during these times, they need all the help that we can um, give them. So keep it up and enjoy. Yeah. Good. Rightio Squares, we are joined today by big power forward, one of Doof's great mates from the Gippsland Power. He's uh he's got the double sleeves. We love him to death. Big Tim Membry. Welcome to the show, Tim. <laughs> what a bad introduction. Thanks for having me, boys. <laughs> it's great great to have you, mate. Um look, just to give you a quick rundown of how how our show sort of works. Obviously, it's a bit different because we're talking over Zoom, but um, we usually go around to um, a local footy boy's house. They cook us a bit of a feed. We rate their um, skills in the kitchen and, and usually um, give them a bit of shit as well on the way and, and then just have a bit of a chinwag as well about uh, what they've been up to and that sort of thing. Obviously, we can't do that today, um, but, yeah, at least gives you a bit of a backdrop. Um, Dorf, did you want to sort of give the guys a bit of an insight to how, how you and Tim know each other? Yeah, well, yeah, like you said, we played junior footy together a little bit at Gippsland Power and then against Tim, I reckon you actually single-handedly ruined my uh, prospects when you kicked eight goals on me in under-16's grand final. <laughs> they were struggling. I got absolutely manhandled. That's why I reckon I went to start playing forward because it ruined my career as a back. But um, yeah, we went... Tim was in Traugan, I was in sales, so we caught up a fair bit through all our inter-league and junior sort of days. And obviously, I um, slowed down and Tim kept going, so... <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's how we know each other. But, um, yeah, it's awesome to have you on. And um, that'd be good. No, they were good days, Dolph. Um, I remember fondly um, the sale Terralgan rivalry was pretty strong back in, back in those days. But um, once we sort of started playing the representative stuff all together, we uh, found out that we uh, had the same interests and became pretty good mates. And they were a good few years there. But um, yeah. I certainly uh, did enjoy... Um, that day out, out on you, mate. That was a good day. <laughs> it was a good day. And I knew going into the game too, I had my work cut out. And I thought, I've been going all right. I reckon I'll actually do not too bad on him. And then I remember I had hold of one of your arms and you just grab one out of the air, one ended. And I just thought, that, that is it for me. I'm done. You were way, <laughs> your side was much better than our side, though. Fuck out. Yeah, but it was always a good, good game. I don't know if you know this, Tim, but uh, Doof's turned himself into a bit of a forward pig um, of late. Uh, really treated himself in the Benio League and the Resies for Strathstorm. Used to rain goals at the midday show. And now he's, uh, he's actually headed out bush as a big key forward. So really? He's, um, big player yeah, out of the square. I yeah. could Backman, <laughs> Backman turned fat cat up forward. Yeah, big. I was just a crafty centre-half back, half-back. When I and Tim ruined my career, so I had to, I've moved forward. And I'll never ever man up on someone again after you did that to me. That's why mind, I play forward, mate. I mind you, you you were fifteen when you had your first tattoo, so you were pretty scary. To put. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't scary tattoos, though. Yeah, they, yeah. Was it 15, fifteen or sixteen when you rolled in to to training and you had a fucking half arm sleeve? <laughs> uh, I was a bit older. I got my first one when I was sixteen. That was on the ribs, and then. Um, yeah, then I started doing the colourful arm, arm with the palm tree and, and uh, all that. So um, that came on at about 17, I think it was. Um, bottom age, uh, keep your power. Um, and then, yeah, from there, I guess, just kept on going. It is, it is impressive. I think any underager that's around the tat, you, um, <laughs> without having, like, you don't, if you don't know them, it's, uh, it's definitely a power play. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly who he was that he manhandled me, so yeah. <laughs> but no, all in all, yeah, we've we spent a fair bit of time together back then, so it's been yeah, excellent to get you on. But um, obviously we're in isolation at the moment, and our show does revolve a little around, bit around food. Not that we're much cook setters ourselves, but um, what have you been getting up to in Iceland? Do you rate yourself as a bit of a chef, or not really? Um. I'm not a cook by any means. Um, I've got a uh, lovely fiance who is a great cook. And um, that's, uh, I guess, she teaches me a few things in the, kitchen, uh, in the kitchen. But 
Um, at the moment, yeah, like you said, Dolph, we've got plenty of time on our hands. So I've been trying to get in there and learn a few things, um, but like nothing, nothing too extreme. I'm, I'm very basic sort of steak and three veg kind of guy. That's about all I can whip up. But um, yeah, like uh, we've got plenty of time, so I might try and actually take it a bit more seriously and um, get in there and, and try and uh, whip something up that uh, I, I guess takes a bit more skill. Big shout out to Tim's fiance too. She'll be listening um, intently. So good work there. <laughs> yeah, um, when the episode drops, I'm sure it'll be the first thing she does is just jump on and listen to this for sure. <laughs> um, so Tim, if if gun to your head, mate, if you had to cook a meal to save to save your life, what are you going for? Probably just spaghetti bolognese. Uh, yes. Back back in the early days when I was up at Sydney. Um, you know, one out for a while there. I used to love looking forward to the night before a game because it was past the night and that's about all I could cook. The other nights would just take away going up to the going up the road, getting some Indian or Chinese or something like that. But night before a game a good, I love. A good it first impression cold. rocking up to the AFL up to Sydney and eating takeaway every night. Yeah. <laughs> It was funny. We used to get told, like, you know, the player welfare manager would want to look over you and just make sure you're doing the right things and, um, you know, uh, are you having a go at cooking? And you're just like, yeah, yeah, no, mate, three nights a week we'll cook. And <laughs> you know, the other two we might take out, but she was take out nearly every night and then just cook night for a game. And spaghetti bolognese, I think that's, I think that's a staple. Any young, like any young bloke, you know, 25 and under, like, that's my go-to. I'd, yeah. I don't and think you can I'll put know. as much effort into it as you want. And I feel as though if you do something basic or you put as much effort into it, they all just taste the same to me. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, all about the sauce that you buy from Coles. It's the sauce. <laughs> That's what it adds a flavour. <laughs> and they reckon there's about 50 different types you can get. But yeah, you're right. They're all exactly the same. Right? <laughs> yeah. Have you been up to any, other, any hobbies you've started up since you've been in ISO? Well, we've had a few weird ones. But is there anything you've taken up? You're a bit of a gamer. Um, no, nah, not really. Like we bought a house a couple of years ago and we've sort of just been doing little bits and pieces as we've gone along. Um, I love getting out and, um, you know, uh, doing the garden or um, fixing stuff around the house. There's been plenty of painting that I've had to do. So I've um, been painting quite a bit and um, fixing up a few little things here and there. So uh, that's what's been keeping me busy uh, in this um, isolation. Uh, and obviously, yeah, we're still able to um, train and, and do those uh, types of things as well. Yeah, nice. So you're doing adult things, not just sitting around playing PS4 or doing ten. Yeah, I'm art. not a massive gamer. Like, a, it's it's huge at the moment. Like, even the AFL, you know, um, streaming it and those sort like uh, the gaming and that. But it's just one thing I've never been able to get into, and I think I tried. Maybe I had a PS one or something like that back in the day. I just Spire the Dragon, <laughs> and I've, I've just never been able to um, yeah get into it. I think just because I was never any good. But yeah. yeah, I'm not great at it. But I just find any excuse to do somewhere. I've just built a house as well recently, and there's plenty to do. But I just try to find anything I can not, not to do it. Not to do it. <laughs> it's shocking. But um, no, I've been doing that a little bit. Right, this next part, you just need to give us one word, one word answer to it, all right? So there's just 10 right. questions real quick and you just got to give us one word. Sauce in the right. fridge or the pantry? Pantry. Nice. Coriander, yes or no? No. Olives and anchovies on pizza? No. What body part could you live without? Pinky finger. Laundry or dishes? Dishes. Netflix or Stan? Netflix. It'd be interesting to see what you say to this one. Fast food or restaurant? (laughs) Fast food. (laughs) Uh, The snow or the beach? Snow. Dogs or... I thought you were a big surfer boy. Can you say snow? (laughs) We went through that place too. You You sail boys live near the snow, didn't you? No, what, is that near, near Mount Buller on that or what? Sort of, but it's close to the beach. Like sea spray is sale. Oh, true. Buller's yeah. close. We did go through a phase though. Yeah, go. 
I wouldn't say sea spray was a big surf beach though. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get dumped in a broken neck, it was. Yeah. We, used to, we, we thought we were bra boys, basically. Like, we were 90-mile boys. We all thought yeah, we could surf. Will Hams could actually surf. So could Cashy a little bit. Me and you were yeah. not much job. Yeah, them boys, yeah, them boys are good. We just the hacks. We just, pretend, we just pretended we were surfers. Um, <laughs> dogs or cats? Dogs. Yeah, definitely. And your last MySpace song. Oh, I know what it was. We're actually talking about this the other day. Um, oh, what was it? Um, oh, Blink on Eight Two. I miss you. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's just that's uh, that's a go-to for anyone. I think. I think I'm running Good Charlotte. Good Charlotte. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love a good band. Yeah, <laughs> great band. Dancem. I used to love that song. That film clip was in the skate bowl. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, they were the good days, MySpace. Mm. I'd flaunt yeah. it TV Rock, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. G'day, Tommy Dunham. How you going, mate? Yeah, not good, Josh. My house has just been broken into. Been broken into, mate? You're joking. No, nah, broken into. Everything's gone. Mate, I've got the perfect setup for you. Go and see Pat Cummins and Jack McCulloch. That's Pat Cummins and Jack McCulloch. Not the, not the fast bowler for Australia, but the big, young, strapping ecotech warrior. They'll sort you out, mate. They uh, specialise in sparkiness and also installing security systems. Go hit them up. Bloody oath. I'll be right there. On your boys. Righto, so obviously moving into football. So obviously Tim plays at St Kilda now. It was drafted to Sydney. But obviously it's a bit changed at the moment because of the isolation that. But day to day, do you get given what you need to do or is it a checklist or how does it work at the moment? Like when this all started, what did they sort of say that you had to do or how does it work day to day for you now? Yeah, so we'll get an updates obviously when we'll sort the club, um, what was going on and um, what possibly... Uh, were going to be some of the outcomes with all this. So um, they, were, they were really good. They were, every, every little bit of news that um, came out, they were all over it and obviously um, told us what was happening. But um, So now we get an email at the start of the week, which has like a... It's, it's essentially like a pre-season program. That's just how I can explain it. It's not as full-on as a pre-season program, but it's just more like, a, I guess, a bit of a maintenance program that... It's going to keep us fit, keep us in shape. Um, and that's just Tuesday, Thursdays and Saturdays are like our on-legs days, training days. And then um, your Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I guess are just like um, an off-legs conditioning session, like a bike session or um, uh, go for a swim if you can at the beach or something like that. Um, and then a lot of the guys have got uh, gym equipment set up at home now. so. Um, with literally, I went into the club the other day actually to grab something and it was just completely raided, the, the gym. It was just no weights left. It was all gone. So um, all the boys had been in there and grabbed everything and set up gyms at home, which is good. So, um, yeah, that's basically um, what, what, where it's at at the moment. He's allowed, to, um, he's allowed to train in like small groups and that sort of thing or is it literally just, you know, by yourself? Yeah, so you still can uh, like exercise of one other at the moment yeah. so we've just been trying uh on the days we are training um just uh train with someone uh different uh every day because we've done a lot of work in the pre-season you know just with our connection and that at the footy club and making sure we were a tight group and um which has been really good the the whatsapp groups and that have been really active uh over this period so um, yeah, that's just probably been one big thing is making sure when we are training on the days we can that it's with someone, um, I guess, that we wouldn't normally um, train with or don't live nearby. So just, again, going out of your way to, to put in the effort to um, exercise with someone different. Yeah, it is one of those things, I think, and to a few degree, like just in general, life at the minute, keeping connections going and that um, is so tricky. So it's good, you know, probably good play. Um, doing that rotation, keep the chemistry and that going, I suppose. Um, yeah. Now, before we carry on with the footy, I did have to ask you something. So, like, your nickname's Skunk, is that right? Or, yeah, or is that just a right. made-up nickname? <laughs> so, there's a boy, like, one of my mates at footy, and his nickname is Skunk. And But the only reason he, he's called Skunk is because he 
he barracks for St Kilda, and he, <laughs> he likes Tim Henry. He likes you. So, um, so we just we've always called him Skunk Ross for about oh ages six years. So yeah. basically, I was just wondering, yeah, what, what the origin story is for um, Skunk. I've had it for a long, like quite a while since I guess junior footy days, under fourteens, fifteens, but. Essentially, it was just um, a story uh, at the footy club. Um, I could do this trick where I could do probably you could remember. I could um, suck air in and um, fart it back out. And, <laughs> yes, I do remember that. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I guess I was probably doing that at the footy club and a few boys, and I think it just um, caught on that, um, yeah, it's like a skunk or something. And then I sort of didn't mind it. So then I started running at a bit and and um, it just then it just yeah took off and that was it that makes a lot of sense actually when <laughs> <laughs> did you message me he's like oh i said oh, i think we oh, i'm asked tim emery if you'll come on he's like oh skunk and i was thinking and i was in my head i'm like you must know him because i'm like, I'm like <laughs> that's junior days that's and i'm thinking fuck maybe you played like mid country or something squid or when you was younger and then i'm like hey, do you know him and he's like nah i just we called Leighton, and i knew Leighton ross got called that but i didn't know it was because of tim <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, he's a big go. Saints boy, Leighton. So, yeah, no, it's good. I'll get a big shout out to Leighton. He'll be listening. There you go, Leighton. Um, I wonder if he can do that trick. We'll try and <laughs> while, we're on, while we're on nicknames, my personal favourite, and I lose it every time, it's always on the Nuffies on AFL pages. The insane in the membrane. Geez, <laughs> <laughs> I lose it every time I see that. And one of Jordy Wilson, one of my our other mates, he's a massive Saints fan too. He's good mates with Milne too. And he always asks because he knows that we know each other. And he says, oh, he has insane going. Or it says something about insane in the membrane. And I'm like, what? so what do you think about all that? Do you love it? No, oh, it's, it's funny. There's a there's like a crew on Instagram that have a heap of songs for a lot of the boys. And um, we all hear them. Well, they always send them to us on, on Instagram. And we hear them um, while the games are going on. We have a good laugh about it. Um, my favourite one's the the Hanabry one. It's the ACDC. The it's like Hanabry. He came to chief. <laughs> Hanabry. <laughs> There's heaps of good ones, but um, yeah, no, nah, it's all a bit of fun, and yeah, we get involved where we can. Are you uh, are you running any other nicknames, or are they basically your two your two go tos? Nah, I'd, yeah, that's basically about it. I've had a lot of stupid ones over the years, um, just from schoolmates and um, shuffle king. Yeah. You still like yeah. shuffle. There's a big <laughs> shuffle man, Squidgy Tim Morris. <laughs> the shuffle was dope back in the day. <laughs> oh mate, you still Wait, love it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, underage rage, I'd go there like 14, 15, and I'd duct tape the bottom of your shoes, so I'd get a bit more sleep on the reckon You actually could dance a little bit though, I remember back in the day. It was one of your and so could um Clay, no, Clay could as well. Clay remember Clay Smith. Oh yeah, Clay Smith. Clay was, he, he was, um, he could dance as well. And I remember just being like, this was unreal. Like, would <laughs> <laughs> you go to it? Yeah. Shuffling was huge. Like, if you pretend that you didn't use to try and practice it at home, under closed doors, you're a liar. It's funny how things just phase in and phase out. I, like, now when I think about the stuff that you used to do when you were younger, you just can't help but cringe at some of the stuff you did. But, <laughs> but growing up. You're going to do it. All right, more serious one. Um, so, obviously, I know a bit about your junior years and that, but do you want to just quickly talk to us about playing under-18s and then being drafted and that experience? Yep. Um, yeah, so, um, played Gippy Power um, in the under-18s competition and played as a bottom age and then um, played, obviously, top age and um, was lucky enough to get the captaincy. Voted in by my peers, thanks, Dolph. <laughs> and um, no, that was a good. That was good. It was, we had a really strong team, and um, we nearly went all the way there. And we we just got done. Um, that it's been well documented about the golden point and uh, the Oakley charge just bet us. But um, yeah, that was bittersweet because it was a really good thing we had going on with all the Gippy Power boys, like the crew we came through with, right from the under 15s and. To not win the premiership at the end there was um, yeah, a bit tough. But anyway, good things came from it. There was um, the draft um, at the end of that year. And um, surprisingly, there was only the two blokes. Oh, no, three, because Wilbur, Will Hands got picked up as well um, by the Bombers. But yeah, getting drafted 
um, to the Sydney Swans was awesome. I was um, excited. Um, I was pretty keen just to, um, you know, move away and do something new and, and something that I loved. And, yeah, that was um, a great experience going up there and spending two years up there, which, I, you know, I, I learned a lot um, uh, from, you know, living and breathing uh, an AFL footballer's life, being in Sydney, you know, the ultimate professionals up there and they have a lot of success so I definitely learned a lot um from being drafted by the Swans who um who did you sort of hang around with when you were up there it was because it was around that time was Buddy already there or he yeah so my first year um Kurt Tippett got traded and then in my second year up there Buddy got traded up there so they were the two the two big dogs at the time that came to the club. Taking your position. That's now a little, you know, bit, of, yeah. little bit of competition for old skunk. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I um, couldn't get in front of Buddy. I don't know why. I thought I was going right. <laughs> Which now you know how I feel trying to get in front of Sharpie in the Bendigo League. <laughs> it's very yeah, similar. It all, it all makes sense. It's very similar if you ask me. Did you have um, much to do with Buddy? Uh, I've got a funny story about Buddy, actually. Um, so it was like maybe... Couple of weeks in, I would have been, I would have been, yeah, a good two months into preseason, and um, Buddy had been at the club, and um, we had a big say training session, and we all just came into the locker rooms, and they're all sitting around, just like taking off our strappy and just you know talking a bit of shit. And I walked into the locker rooms, and Buddy was sitting at his locker, and I said something like to him. I can't remember what I said, like because um, it was at the time when he. Wasn't sure if he was going to get the number 23 and then he finally got it. And I said, I said some comment like, oh, he finally got it, bud. You kicked the other bloke out. You know, it was all well and good, little laugh or whatever. And then um, five minutes later, I heard this like big commotion over there, like over in Buddy's corner of the lockers. I was like, oh, what's going on? And then I found out later that um, Buddy was like, oh, geez, um, Maury's a funny bloke, isn't he? And then they're like, who? Maury? He's like, yeah, Peter Moore, you know, number one for the Swans. <laughs> number one. And he was talking about me, but my, <laughs> on your locker, it has your player sponsor and your name. And he thought my name was Paul Moore. <laughs> 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 so he That's thought my a- name for two months was Paul Moore, but that was actually my um, player sponsor's name. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's how that's how good a mates me and Buddy were. <laughs> that's gold. It's uh, you know, you think about when you're at footy training. I don't know, you know, where you go. Oh, what's this guy's name? What's this guy's name? You think you would have just nudged someone yeah. and said, "But no, he's, he's just gone. That must be it." Paul yeah. Memory Plumbing didn't see the plumbing. <laughs> the plumbing funny. underneath it. The sponsor. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how even at like local level footy, when you got in the preseason, you got blokes you don't know who they are, and you just forget, and you kind of don't really pay much attention to it. it's funny that uh, that you hear stories of that the similar thing happens in the afl as well like obviously people that have been there longer in age difference than that and they just don't really know who people are or, <laughs> or care for that for that matter <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, after, that, after that he knew my name so i was pretty happy about that but every now and then like even today or well, you know um when we play against the swans now he will, um, I'll be lined up for a shot of goal or something. I'll just hear Buddy from like 70 metres away yelling, Maury, <laughs> Maury. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can add that to your bank of nicknames, I think, Skunk. Yeah, skunk, Maury. Maury. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Doofy boy. Yeah? Want to go to the cafe? Nah, I'm all good. All good? Funny you say that because Adam and Eve is all good. They am talking all good pet friendly. I'm talking all good food. I'm talking all good smoothies and juice. And best of all, all good coffee. Damn straight. So head down and see Breezy at Adam and Eve Cafe in Quarry Hill. It's an excellent feed, great coffee, and awesome atmosphere. And is a proud sponsor of Josh Squared. Love you, Breezy. Um, mate, look, obviously you're probably not your mid twenties sort of hitting it probably your, your peak, um, in, in the next few years. And I like, I know you're in the leadership group and stuff at St Kilda, which is awesome. So you've got a lot ahead of you, but what's probably been your biggest achievement in footy? Um, oh, biggest achievement, probably, probably so far, like you mentioned it, but, um, 
I guess being in a leadership group of an AFL um, team, like it's um, something that I I um, wasn't sure, you know, early days of my career if I was actually going to, you know, make it in the AFL, being at the Swans for two years and only playing the one senior game and then um, coming down um, and only playing 12 or so games my first year with the Saints. But I guess, um, you know, there's a few people, few key people at the Saints that, um, you know, believed in me and believed that I could, you know, add a lot of value to the group and um, felt like I was, I, I felt like I was someone that, um, you know, could build good relationships with people and, and get along with um, everyone. And But at the same time, you know, challenge them and, and, and want people to get better. And I think, you know, when I did get um, uh, into the leadership group, I guess that was something that I was pretty proud of because, um, it's certainly something that I, I hold close um, is, you know, being a leader of a football club and, you know, setting good examples for those younger guys that are coming through and, and um, making sure that, you know, you're keeping your own backyard um, clean so that you are setting good examples for um, other footballers. So I think, yeah, that's something so far that um, I guess is a uh, achievement that I'm, I'm proud of. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's one of those things, I think. It's, you know, like you say, it's the club repaying the faith in you a bit as well, showing, you know, showing them that they believe in you and, and what you're about. Um, if they're wanting you to be one of the leaders, it's yeah, yeah absolutely a feather yeah, in the sure. cap. Yeah. Uh, toughest opponent you've played against? Uh, well, I actually did a um, Herald Sun article the other day. And well, this is, this I, is better than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly. A lot more fun, that's for sure. But um, <laughs> I've got this question and it, it sort of stumped me, but it'd have to be either Dane Rampey or Dylan Grimes. They're both like, they're not, oh, they're similar, but they're not in a way. Um, Rampey's just, you know, quick, um, strong. He's not tall or anything, but he's just, um, you know, he wears you like a glove and he's hard to, um, you know, lose in a contest. Um, and then Grimes is someone you feel you've got him uh, cooked on a lead or whatever, but he just gets a fingernail in and gets the ball to ground and just fights and scraps. And so it's a bit of a um, flip of the coin, probably between Dane Rampey and Dylan Grimes. Who's your bunny? Who do you like playing on? Who do you reckon you can take the town? Apart from me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hopefully they won't. I, don't, I doubt they'll listen to this podcast. <laughs> You'll be right. <laughs> um, who do I like playing on? Um, or who's uh, someone you've done well on in the past? Like consistently. Because I've got my targets in the, in the Bendigo League too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pencil them in on the, on the fixture. Um, oh, I'd probably be someone from Melbourne. Um, Played a few good games against Melbourne or, or the Blues or someone like. Trying to think of an opponent, it gets it's it funny these days because I'm more so teams. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say a team because you change people. I mean, persons you change people, but yeah, teams. You always have teams. I reckon that you play well against. Yeah, and it's just something I don't know. You just go into a game knowing that you um, their their style. I guess that the opposition play it sort of suits you. Um, I guess as a a forward or whatever, but. Yeah, it's often you start well in a game. Like if, say, you kick a couple or you, you um, take a few marks, then after quarter time you come out and there's often someone else sitting on you. So it sort of changes up pretty quickly. Yeah, no doubt. Um, mate, obviously played against some unbelievable players and played with some like unbelievable players yourself. Who would you say is the best? The best well, of the best. Played, played, played with? with or against or both? Uh, it's hard to, I guess, go past Nick Rewalt. Um, that's just what Milne said, too. Yeah, Milne said, Milne said that. Milne said Rewalt yeah. as well. Yeah, he was just an animal. Like, he, um, like his work rate, um, just his like, um, competitiveness, just hated losing. Um, and, yeah, he, he could really just, you know, work over his opponents. And that's probably someone who I learned a lot, a lot of early days at the club was just... Um, you know, if you want to make it, you just, it's just pure hard work and grit. So um, he, he's someone that taught me a lot. And, you know, he didn't quite get the ultimate, but, um, you know, they probably should have. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he'd probably be someone that I'd say is, you know, one of the best players I've ever played with. 
Yeah, hearing him talk, you know, Melny talk about running sort of 18, 19 kilometre games. That's just yeah. unbelievable for a centre forward. Yeah. And then we to go that. down and, and kick a goal. And I've always sort of noticed at being an outsider looking in, I always felt like when he was lining up for goals, he'd always look like he's absolutely blown. Like he always just yeah. take real deep breaths in and out. And yeah. I always just thought that was just something he did to um, settle himself. But he's, he's actually run half a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly, little did I know. But um, yeah. There you go. Um, now, what's the best sledge you've ever copped or given? Um, the best sledge I've ever copped. Oh, there's been a few. Um, oh, the one, it's not really a sledge, but it was something that, like, my ears pricked up. We are playing Hawthorne in a, um, uh, an early round, I think it was. And... I must have been like, it was the first quarter, must have had a couple of marks or something. And um, I remember Sam Mitchell yelling out to, it was like yelling out to the back line, like, who the hell is playing on that Hell's Angels looking bloke? <laughs> <laughs> I think at the time I had a big beard and obviously me tattoos and stuff. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and then that, oh, I got a good. Um, Oh, I copped a good falcon one day, like just a full-on, just wet, heavy footy, just straight to the mush down in Geelong. And um, someone yelled out in the crowd or something like, it's the red thing, mate. you got to try and mark the red thing. <laughs> so I heard that one. Um, mate, you would cop, cop an absolute cop barrage in a game. You cop them all the time, mate. You just, yeah, half of them you just don't even realise or notice. Can you hear it pretty easy from the crowd? Like, obviously, not all of it, but can you... Sometimes you can. Like sometimes if you're close and, you know, you can really hear um, distinct voices or whatever. But then there's other times, like, you just, you're so, I guess, tuned into the game or whatever that you just, yeah, you hear nothing. Yeah, nice. This is a bit more serious one. Um, is there any player that you had a picture of in your head or you thought would be like before playing AFL and now that you've met them, they're, they're completely different? Yeah, that's... That's funny you say that because Jaron Geary, who is one of my best mates, um, it's funny. When I was at the Swans, I remember watching Sydney play St Kilda and seeing Gears run around. He just had like, he was just your typical blue collar, like, you know, hard work in footballer, short shorts, like socks down, always dirty and just, and I, for some reason, and I always tell him this, I always thought he was like 35 years old and must have played, you know, 350 games as Geary bloke and I remember when I got to the club he was only like 26 years old or something like that <laughs> and and I just thought he would have been like married with kids and you know grumpy and just um, sounds, sounds like boring as sounds like uh, boring as but he's just the um complete opposite he's an absolute pest he's um yeah obviously a great person and always um Came for a lot of fun and it just completely blew my mind. This was not what I expected. Yeah, what, you expect, what you expected actually sounds like his brother, Shannon Geary, who'll be listening to this. He's settled down <laughs> with kids, 500 games for strap, <laughs> long sleeve, socks up, doesn't drink. So that's you, Shannon. Shout out to you, you wear. <laughs> um, on, a, on a less serious note, um, who's the best off field teammate you've had? So who goes the hardest? Ooh. Um, We've got a sure, we've got a couple of young Jay Gresham. He doesn't mind a um, a night out. He's he's got a missus now, I think though, so he might have quietened down a little bit. But early days, yeah, Greshy boy, um, he loved the party. Um, who else is there? Um, I'm trying to think of the Sydney days. Obviously, Buddy was pretty good on and off the field. Um, I expect nothing less. You go right yourself. You like a beer. I don't mind a beer, but I've sort of, I guess, settled down a little bit now. Just have a couple here and there. <laughs> Not a shuffle. <laughs> here and there, <laughs> Doof. That's, that's all it ever is. I've put, I've put the shuffling shoes away, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Hug them up. They're done. All right, this next one. This is just another one-worded answer. And just for each person. So either at the Saints or or um, Sydney, it doesn't matter. In one yep. word, most hardworking, who would you say? Jack Billings. Uh, most lazy. Jade Gresham. 
It's funny that partying and being lazy go hand in hand. Bit of a correlation. <laughs> <laughs> Most talented. Oh, Jade Gresham. Uh, most annoying Jimmy Webster Best player Best player Yeah Buddy And Worst player, worst <laughs> without, player. Throwing any, without throwing any Poor bastard under the you bus Milne threw someone <laughs> under the bus Something shocking He's like oh this bloke He just went to town on him <laughs> <laughs> Oh crap! It can be player. it can be someone it can be someone you played Tack Carpool, even juniors with if you want. Obviously, Worst you're not going to name someone that you play with now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might. Um, maybe I'll throw um, I'll throw Billy Longer under the bus. He was a ruckman that was at the Saints for a bit, but he was just so lazy, um, boring, always just sloppy as rocked up to the club, forget stuff, and yeah, I'll throw him under the bus. Yeah, love it. Um, shout out to Billy Longer there. He's a big square. He'll be listening. <laughs> um, mate, what's the best spray you've ever copped from a coach? Again, I actually spoke about this the other day. I copped a spray from John Longmire. After my uh, first year at the Swans, we obviously go back home and uh, have an off-season and spend a lot of time um, with family. And... and uh, I thought I was flying, like doing a bit of training at home. And then we came back and um, had to, uh, yeah, obviously day back of pre-season, you have to run a 3K. And I, um, the um, whistle went and off I went for the 3K. And I came dead last and ran an absolute horrific time. I can't even remember what time it was, but it wasn't great. Sounds like me at power. and um anyway i like was absolutely i literally walked across the line and i was on all haunches i think there was like a park bench and i went and sat down for a bit just to really suck them in (laughs) and then that that um that um that afternoon we had a big meeting you know welcome back to the club and and horse i remember horse saying now was there anyone that uh made a statement today you thought and I was like, oh, you know, a few blokes ran good times. You know, they're going to be really pushing to play senior footy. He's like, you know what? I think Tim Membry made a statement that he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 so ever since then, it's just, it's just stuck with me. And um, I guess but on the flip side, it's probably what's made, I guess, in a little sense, turn me career around a little bit that I didn't want to ever, something like that to ever happen to me again. So I made sure... And um, I was working hard from then on. On a little side note, Timmy, um, we just finished a pre-season a couple of months ago and, and one of my good mates, he, I've never seen a guy do this. You know, 3Ks, I think it's pretty, like, pretty short distance, but you can't sprint it, can you? No, you can't. And like, no. he's, gone, he's gone out, like, it was unbelievable. So he had to do six and a half laps of this oval and um, he's come past second lap and one of our new recruits has gone, geez. Jesus, Hayden guy, he's fucking hooking. He's this guy's a gun, and I'm going. I'm just standing there, just like positively worried about him. I'm just going, this is not good. And then you just see him after about three laps. He's probably run one and a half k's, like fucking quick, and then he just gets mown down by the pack. And not only mown down, overtaken. And he, I've never seen a guy do it. And he just, yeah, he just staggered across the line, laid down for like 20 minutes, absolutely fly bone. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, obviously that is. You need to go, yeah, you need to go smash now. The, the, uh, I'm not a bad runner now, but oh, just the, the time trials, they're never fun. No matter how many you do, they just suck. Well, I remember when back in the day, but I always used to try and base. I'm like, well, Tim's good and he's back here, so I'll just try and then you'd be, even beat me quite comfortably. So that's how, <laughs> that's how bad I was going. I was like, I tried to put myself in that um, key position, uh, key position <laughs> group where you're like, oh, I'm key position, but I wasn't quite big enough to, to go under that. Like, you need to be running this time. And I'm like, there's no way that, that is happening. <laughs> and it's still the same now. I'm no better. Um, it's pretty much our last one. It's a bit of a hypothetical one. So we asked me yeah. the same thing. So hypothetically speaking, if the COVID-19 restrictions were lifted tomorrow and you had a private jet organiser headed straight for Vegas, AFL and local level, what teammates would you take and why? You got six you can take. I can take six. So any of you um, like like football, not football, and what like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd 
First one that probably comes to mind, you might know him, Doof. Um, Leroy Hollingsworth. Yeah, I remember Leroy. He used to straighten Rowdy. his hair. Yeah, he used to straighten yeah, his yeah. hair. <laughs> yeah, I remember him. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's an absolute ripping fella and one of my close mates. And um, he's always uh, up for a good time. Um, he could, yeah, talk the ears off a donkey. And, um, yeah, he's very funny. Any stranger and he'll come out of that room, their best mate. Like He's just got that knack. So I'll have him on the plane. Um, probably got to have Jad Gresham on the plane. I've mentioned his name <laughs> a few times, but we'll get him on there. Um, who else have we got? Maybe uh, Jack Loney. He's a good, good close mate of mine at the club. He doesn't mind a beer um, and a good time. Loves a pump, so we've got to get him in. Uh, get the Every pump going. Vegas. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Um, maybe, maybe Matty North, another one you will probably know, Duff, yep. quite well. Dragon Boy. Same, same sort of boat. Um, hard working, um, busy, busy player. Got to get him on the plane, I reckon, to Vegas. <laughs> um, Last one, last one. Last one, because you're number six. All oh, right. Um, last one. We gotta get someone oh, who's single and and good looking. I reckon. Maybe like a. Oh, who we got? Maybe get a Luke Dunstan from the from the Saints. Yeah, Is he a tan, uh, tan boy? Yeah, rooster. Um, doesn't mind getting his rig out, and I'm tipping we'll be going to a few pool parties in the, at Vegas. So we need to uh, attract some of the uh, fine women <laughs> over to. The- <laughs> he stuck the. I've liked the way you thought it through, mate. And uh, yeah. <laughs> that's very well. Oh, we asked Milty, and Milty had G train him, bait. Oh. and then he said yeah. his last one was Ross Lyon, just to make sure everyone kept intact. <laughs> <laughs> Ross the boss. Did you have Ross Lyon as your coach? No, no, I didn't. No, I, I missed no. him. No. no. There you go. He's at the Dockers. Hey, Dolph. Yeah? How good's beer? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, what you should do is you should go to the Queen's Arms Hotel and tip in a few cold ones and have a burger. Bloody beautiful. I should. And you should go to the Reservoir Hotel and get a beer and eat a pizza. Are they pretty good? Very good. Delish. Delish. Ready, mate. Um, we're gonna wrap it up for you. I know we, you got a meeting yet too. Um, we sort of we have two things that our guests that we have a little um, chat about. So the first thing is a memorable pet story. So like it's it's any pet you've had um, that you want to give a shout out to. They can be with us still, or they they could have passed away. You know, a funny yeah. story about a pet, whatever it is. Um, and then and then will, uh, he'll tell you about the second thing. But but we'll first we'll go with that. Um, all right. So just one because I'm looking at her now. Um, I've got a German wirehead pointer, and as people probably know, that pointers are um, obsessed with birds. And um, I was uh, out one day. This is when we lived in our house uh, that we were renting. And I'd been out all day. And um, she was still pretty much a pup, maybe a year old. And, yeah, like I said, obsessed with birds. And um, I come home in the backyard and go to grab her to take her for a walk. And uh, she had been um, stirring up uh, the local possum that used to run along the fence. And... (laughs) I uh, I came home one day and I think she thought that it, um, yeah, like I said, came home and I think she thought it was a bird um, that she was playing with, but it was actually uh, the possum and the possum has uh, jumped on her and just started like going to town, scratching her. And so I'm wrestling this possum and Marley because Marley's going at the possum and I'm going at um, the dog, uh, yeah, going with the dog trying to separate him. Um, and yeah, she came out of that with a few battle wounds on her face. So unfortunately, it wasn't the bird that she was after. It was the uh, the local bush tail possum. <laughs> you don't message with the bloody possums. I oh, know they're, they're angry things. They go. I reckon they go humans. That down at yeah. They make this. They make a scary noise too. Yeah, we're, that, um, we're 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 pretty happy you're a dog man too, skunk. Because Duff and I, we we both got our. Well, 
pretty a dog. I've got Caboodle and he's got the, the Groodle. Um, and yeah, we, We've yeah, had we, some love, ver- we love dog lovers. We've had some. Yeah, that man Doof got talking. He messaged me the other day and goes, "What sort of dog is that? Looks like my dog." <laughs> or something yeah. like. I message I message everyone about their dogs. I'm like this. I'm just seeing. I'm like, what? Because I'm just yeah, especially those because they're has, great creatures. It has the oh, coat. Tim's skunk. Your dogs like the same coat, but I'm like, it's not a griddle because of the colours. It was because yeah, it was obviously take the golden retriever colours, but. I know she'd be some sort of hunting dog because you're a big hunter boy. Big deer hunter. <laughs> right now, our last thing, this might be a bit tough for you because, oh, not for you, but for the sort of people that you could put on there. So we have skull cam, basically. So that whoever gets to come on gets to choose someone that they can put on skull cam without a skull beer or something or whatever you want them to skull. Oh, send right. a video and send a video to us and we put it on our Instagram. But yeah. I'll send it to you or whatever. So Milne put Bakes on. So Bakes has sent us yeah. on. So I've got to put that up. So... You can just choose anyone. Obviously, it might be... I don't know what the rules and regulations are around AFL players sculling beers and getting posted on social media. <laughs> if, it is, if it is allowed or you know someone that would do it, who would you put on and what would you make them scull? Um, who would I put on pick, skull pick, cam? Pick someone that actually might do it because it'll be good for our publicity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Uh, trying to think... I know, I know one bloke, and that's Leroy, but he's um, not, uh, not, not doesn't play footy. But he would um, knock a can down, no way. It doesn't have it to be. Yeah, it would be a mountain goat. It but, could be him. Yeah, it could be him. You can't think of anyone else. Yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get Leroy to um, send me a video of him sculling a mountain goat, and I'll send it to you. So who's Leroy? Is he just a mate? Yeah, he's just a just a close mate of mine. We've actually got a bit of a challenge going on at the moment. Just a little quick story. Probably not a, um, a healthy story, but he's trying to get... He's got a high ceiling, and in this isolation, he's been drinking a lot of cans, and we've got a bet going on on what day the, um, the slab stack will hit the roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We have to that, get how, how many slabs is that? Oh, that's quite a few now. Um, it'd be, yeah, upwards of 12 or something like that. He's a string legend. Yeah. What a lot. We'll get him on there. We'll get him to scale a can for yeah, you. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> Leroy Skunks, mate. You're <laughs> cam, brother! You have 20, 24 hours to send us a video after this gets posted or never listen to our podcast again, which never would have been right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll normally, uh, normally that's what we do because we get our mates to do it. And then if they don't give us something in 24 hours, they... um. We just roast them. We just roast them. Oh, nice. It'll it'll come. Like, I'll be able to send it to you tonight, Bill, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Johnny Mac got done and he had to do it with a full glass of red wine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Speaking of Johnny Mac, actually, he had a quick question he wanted me to ask you. He said, it's it's all your fault that his family got their caravan taken away from sea spray. From that time. (laughs) (laughs) From that time. Letting off fire. That was a good story. He said, blame Tim Membry for the removal of my parents' caravan. So you owe him a new caravan to the McIntyres, all right? That was the one. He was letting off the fireworks. It wasn't, wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> no way. It would have been you. Anyway, uh, thanks very much for that, Timmy. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. And it's good to get an insight into, I guess, AFL and what you've been up to and all that sort of stuff. And I reckon the viewers will absolutely love it. Yeah. No dramas at all. It's been a pleasure to be on, fellas. Yeah. Thanks for making time, mate. It's unreal. Once again, Squares, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to chuck us a follow on Instagram or Facebook. And as always, enjoy yourself and look after your mates. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. <laughs> <laughs>